Hi, Arise. Hi. How are you, honey? I'm so good. How are you? I am good. I am currently in bed because no one's allowed to leave the house. (laughs) Right. And you know, this is so cool that we're calling from London to LA. Um, Just a quick little intro on you. Activist, model, stand-up comedian, Arise Wanza. Yes, that's me. Yes. Did I do that enough? Did I? (laughs) Yeah, that was really good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, we actually met in when I was living in West Hollywood. Funnily enough, um, I met Arise at a house party in the hills. And I remember the first time I saw you because I was just like, who is that bitch? I thought the same thing about you. You had those, those really cute Jeremy Scott shoes on. <laughs> oh my God, yes. And I remember, yeah, and I was like, he is so cute. <laughs> because you were, you were like, uh, because, you know, you're from the UK, like you were a little ahead of the trend. Right, yeah. Because um, this is years ago. So you were ahead of the trend because it hadn't really hit in the US, but I'd already seen it on Runaway. So I was like, oh, he's like up on shit. Like I need to <laughs> see what he's about because I love this. <laughs> I just remember seeing this big, tall, elegant woman. And I was like, okay, I need to meet her. And the rest was history, really. <laughs> yes, yes, the rest is history. Oh, I haven't actually um, been back to LA yet, but I've been meaning to come. But thankfully, we have stayed in touch through social media and everything. Oh, yeah, social media is the best thing ever. Like, it can either be the worst thing ever or the best thing ever. Uh, yeah. ever. I think it's just how you, like, use it and what you really concentrate your attentions on. Because I focus on positive things and surround myself with, like, you know, people doing stuff and doing what they love. And so I think it's a great tool. Yes. And, you know, people that aren't focused on positive things see it as like this negative thing. I'm like, well, you know, you, I think that's do, an inter- you have the choices. I think Sorry. that's an interesting point. Um, you know, just about if maybe if you're a negative person, you just view things more negatively in general. So because a lot of people like to blame social media for that negativity, which I guess it can be kind of a bit of a cycle. Oh, the thing is, you can blame the world on negativity, but, you know, you can always pick and choose what you want to surround yourself with. Like, you know, I'm not going to go to... Okay, so, fun example. I went into a Ross with my ex. Like, this is, like, well over a year ago. Um, I went to a Ross, which is, like, a outlet department store. And I I have nothing against Ross, but this particular one had the worst lighting (laughs) I've ever... (laughs) scene in my life no like it, it looked like you know like a jail like saw movie like you know the movie saw it was like that where it was kind of like because i was going in i was like oh let's see if i can find like picture frames or mirrors or something cute and we get to the back of the store and i felt this deep depression i was like i hate it in here i said we need to leave and he's like you don't want to look anymore i said no i said i don't like it in here i said i don't like it i said we'll go to a different ross i said it's just it made me so sad and as soon as I went back outside in the sunshine, I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, that was a horrible place. Like, why would you stay in that place? You know? So I'm like, people are choosing, like, they don't really, maybe they're not in tune with their body or how they feel about things. But like, I was very aware that that place made me depressed. So I got the fuck out of there. <laughs> right. So literally, you could stand there and you can look at yourself in the ugly light in, in Ross and say, oh my God, I'm ugly. Or you can just remove yourself from the ugly light in exactly it's like you know i we it's just like social media you pick you can pick and choose i get things because they're like oh i get hate and i get you know um people say racist things or people say transphobic things on my page i'm like well they do on mine too but i just block them i don't need them as followers like i don't need you to ever see what i'm doing ever again so i i hit the block button with the quickness because i don't i'm not doing that 
you know, if you're trying to give me like a teaching moment, cause I do, I do love being corrected. Like it's, you know, if I say something that's incorrect or maybe like my statistics were wrong and I'm trying to prove a point and someone's like, oh, actually it's this, this and that. I'm like, oh, oh damn. Okay. Excuse me. Then I retract my former statement and I just learned something new today. Yeah. Thank you for the facts to back that up. So I'm, I'm open to teaching moments, but insults I'm not. Exactly. I'm not. No, and I, I think the best thing to do is block them. Like, you don't need that extra follower that much, you know? Absolutely. Like, okay, so another fun example, and I will wrap this up, I promise, but it's a good point to make. Like, I think people, like, kids are so sensitive these days. I'm like, girl, block them. Block them, block them, block them, girl. Yeah. Like, because you're not getting the follow. Like, I want my followers to be people I like and I don't have a conversation with. Yeah. I don't want them to be people criticizing me and hating me from afar. Yeah. And so, because um, it's just negativity coming at you. Like, why do you want that? But another great example. Okay, so I was on a show called Strut four years ago. Yes, you and were. I had that billboard yes, I in were. New York. <laughs> yes, it was It was nine billboards to be exact. Wow. Which <laughs> I was counting. They sat, us in, they sat us right in the middle of Times Square. And I was like, oh my God, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> and then there was another one on the outside of Times Square by Penn Station. Anyways... But I was like, oh my God, nine billboards, bitch. It was like groundbreaking for me. But um, this guy DM'd me, like, because he didn't say it on my main page, which means it wasn't trying to be nasty. But he said, girl, he's like, your hair that whole time was a mess. He's like, your real hair was fine. He's like, the wigs they gave you were a mess. He's like, so I'm going to send you a wig. And if you like it, he's like, um, you know, just here's my number and this one's on me. I was like, bitch. That's a critique. If you tell me my hair is a mess, you better have another backup piece of hair for me. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's how you criticize a bitch. Like don't criticize with no solution. Right. You know, like he gave me a solution. He's like, yo, I didn't like your hair. Here's some hair. I'm like, bitch, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, really nice though. But yeah, it's really nice. And no, but he's my wig guy to this day. I still get my wigs from right, him. Right, of like, course he is. You know. Of course he is. Yeah. But like that's all it takes. So, Even for him, like he's gone out of his way just a little bit but like now he's kind of got you for life type of thing oh absolutely like i've paid for lots of wigs now yeah so it's like well yeah so so can i ask you then do you think that's okay to say to a complete stranger like girl like this is off um i think it's okay when you put yourself out there you know because if you put yourself out there you're going to get critiques but i think no critique shouldn't like should come without a solution Right, because yeah. otherwise you're just you're just insulting someone. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't like your shoes. It's like, well, what shoe should I be wearing, bitch? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I've left comments up like that where they're like, oh, the dress and the shoe combo. Um, I, I would have gone with the with the you know yellow pumps that I saw you in last week, and I'm like, oh, I you know those were scuffed. You know what I mean? Like, I'll comment back like, oh, those were scuffed. I had to put them in the you yeah. know cobbler so i didn't i didn't wear them to this event but these are the best these were the next best thing and they'll be like and then it's a conversation versus you know just it, throwing insults at people yes. it's just so yeah it's rude i'm like don't be rude be uh you know informative be a real critic which means you have to have some sort of solution yes and i love um i love your approach to be saying about it's a conversation which with everything that's been going on recently is what we definitely need to be having more of. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. So you've been, I'm sure you've been going to the protests in LA as well, right? Uh, I have had time to make it to one. I have literally been on the phone all day, every day, 
um, just doing these interviews. <laughs> I have so many interviews about to come out. Like everyone's going to be really sick of hearing from me. Um, <laughs> but because, and it's because I'm super intersectional, you know, I'm yes. black, I'm a woman, I'm a trans woman. So I'm in the queer community. And so that I'm kind of like immune to a lot of critique. Like people are like, oh, you're wrong when you say this. It's like, am I? Because I'm the most oppressed person in America. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like I am the most marginalized and op- oppressed people in America. Like black trans women are. And uh, like one a black trans woman is killed every two weeks in this country, statistically. And yeah. it's because she's black and trans, not for any other reason. No, and, that's, and so that's... I was going to say, yeah. those, those aren't the statistics that get reported either. Yeah, no, half of them don't get reported. Yeah. And what's completely legal, and I think 43 states is, and correct me if I'm wrong, people, but is a trans panic. And it's a self-defense that mm. they're allowed to say. And there's gay panic as well. So yeah. we've got to fight to get rid of this stuff. Like a marriage equality was just one step on the ladder to equality. Uh, we still have to fight for our right to live. Because if someone calls gay panic or trans panic, they don't really get a fair, like, we don't get a fair trial in court if they murder us. Yeah, you know, and it's also like, they, well, most of the time, don't get a fair punishment. They don't. They get, like, two months probation or some bullshit with mm. a fine. When they murdered someone in cold blood, they're like, oh, well, I found out she was trans, you know, when she was walking down the street, and I felt threatened by it. I'm like, what do you mean? The yeah. bitch was getting groceries. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, she's minding her fucking business. I'm like, you can't just kill someone because you feel like it. And also, That's not I fucking, the way this works. bitch is walking better in heels than your girlfriend. What are you scared of? <laughs> Exactly. No, there are a lot of people like straight cis men like uh, are attra- afraid of their attraction to us. Yes. And they're attracted to women like we are presenting as women most of the time. Like I'm not I'm not talking about non-binary people. I'm not talking about people who don't care about presenting. But most trans women in the U.S. are trying are presenting as women. And a lot of it is because of safety. You know, like I, I learned about passing when I um transitioned i transitioned at 19 and i'm 33 just so everyone knows i'm not a freshman like i've got my master's degree in being trans okay <laughs> so everyone's trying to transplain to me what i'm allowed to say to myself anyway it's it's so true but um but when i did that i knew how important it was to pass because i didn't want to be harassed every day all day because i would i didn't have a car at the time i lived in miami and so i walked everywhere i walked to target i walked to starbucks i walked to college and I thought, oh my God, if I don't pass, like I could, I'm the target of violence. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I could be killed or beat up or murdered, uh, like, I, which is the same thing as killed. Sorry, everyone, that was redundant. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're quick on your own mistakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, you know, so that something could happen to me. And, you know, like I have parents who care about me, I have a family, I have friends. I'm, I have to look out for them as well. That's yeah. how I felt about it. I'm like, because like, I personally, I was kind of a rebel. I don't care. I was like, I'm going to wear men's clothes and I'm going to have titties. I don't care. And, you know, look like that's a freedom that kids have now. You know, like they're like, I'm non-binary and I don't have to pass as anything. I'm like, oh God, that's amazing. Because yeah. when I when I came out, if you didn't pass, you didn't live. <laughs> you know, like you didn't live. Those are the rules. I didn't make the rules, but that was them. Yeah. And it sucks. Well, it just shows how far we do still have to go. Like, we're nowhere near done fighting. And that goes for both, you know, trans women and black women and black men, you know. it's Absolutely. I think it's kind of a... I actually think it is quite not nice, obviously, because of what everything's going on, but it's nice that Black Lives Matter and Pride have sort of merged together in a lot of ways. 
Oh, it's insane. This is um this is a union that's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, because it was already Pride Month. This is gonna be, you know, Pride Black Month, like for the rest of time you know for the rest of time as long as we remember this because this is this is you know this isn't a moment it's a movement like yes. i like i didn't i didn't coin that phrase but it's true like this is comp- everything is changing everything is changing very quickly because the veil has been lifted and people who didn't really get it are starting to get it because guess what we haven't had the past three months concerts movies things to make us feel good all we've had is the news and so when the news always only shows black people like unarmed black people being killed people are going to start to notice because we're not distracted anymore. Yeah. We're not distracted. We had all these distractions of work and, you know, bills and now no one's paying those and then no one's going to work, at least in the U S because <laughs> we didn't get a, we didn't get a fair fucking deal from the government. They looted the government and gave Donald Trump paid all of his friends in big corporations, billions of dollars for bailout. And we all got a $1,200 check when our rent is 2500 I'm like, what the fuck is this for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that happened like, to my friend. She was living in uh, Brooklyn. She was like, yeah, 1200 She's like, is that rent? <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, it's like barely rent. It's like, girl, so we're not eating? Okay, girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, so, yeah, your car insurance isn't getting paid. If you have life insurance not getting paid, your student student loans aren't getting paid. They didn't pay for any of that shit. They didn't handle anything. Amanda, America has not handled anything. They have failed this pandemic. And they have failed uh, this cause because we literally just asked for them to start trying people, uh, you know, arresting these men, these cops and holding them accountable. And they still won't do it. Like Breonna Taylor still hasn't had her cops arrested. Like they're being like they're thinking about charging them is what they're doing. I'm like, she was murdered in her bed while she was sleeping in between EMT shifts. What yeah. the fuck is that? Like, and that, what the fuck is that? This is the, this is the guy who um, the police officer that had the no knock warrant, wasn't it? That had the oh yes, yes, he had a no knock warrant, which means he barged into someone's house while they were sleeping. Yeah, and murdered someone. Like, why was the first thing you did sh- was shoot? Like, and why did you shoot someone in bed? Like, how dangerous was she? So I think the I think her boyfriend had a gun on him, but they just he had a gun. Yeah, but they but, didn't, like, like, announce that they were coming in or that they were police. So if somebody yeah. breaks into my house in the middle of the night and I've got a warrant to have a gun, I'd be shooting as well. <laughs> exactly. They just finally, I think it was yesterday or the day before, but they just dropped the murder charge against him because they tried to charge him for murder, uh, for attempted murder, for having a gun and putting it on a cop. And I'm like, he was in his room. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was in his room. If you're in my house and I have you have a gun on me, I have a gun on you, I'm going to try to shoot you. Like, girl, bye. What are we talking about? So the, the logic um, is out the window. The uh, the people involved, the police officers involved in the George Floyd incident, four of them have been charged. They're just yeah, they just got arrested, just got charged. Like they're just being they're just being charged. Yeah, just with second after degree murder, all of which this is great. Stuff that's gone on. Yeah, but, like, it's just crazy. They're really dragging their fucking feet and charging people for murder. Like, you murdered someone. We all saw a nine-minute fucking video of you murdering someone. We saw his soul leave his fucking body. And it's a traumatic fucking video to watch. And so if people are paying attention, they have to know this is wrong. I'll be and honest, if this I couldn't even someone... watch it. So I don't even know, oh. like, how triggering it must have been for... Oh, honey, I didn't even... I didn't even... I didn't watch all of it. I watched the part where it gets silent and you're like wow okay honey i turned mm. it off i was like i have seen enough of this like for honestly i call it trauma porn i'm like you people like the media loves to show black people being murdered but they can uh, they can easily disarm a white guy who just shot up a school and they're all getting a fair trial 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, these unarmed black people are all just murdered in the streets. And it's just completely unfair and completely out of balance. Okay. So let's talk a bit more about the police then. Um, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. Um, yes. So obviously, I think from what, what I witness is with regards to the racism, everything, as a general whole, it's like corruption. Like the, these people are corrupt in the sense that they can basically express their racism, do whatever they want, and then they don't really, um, they're not held accountable. They're not held accountable because of police unions. They all belong to a union and the union kind of deems the law of what happens to them. And so this is why we have to vote in our local elections because you're voting for your police chiefs and people like that who are keeping, who are upholding all of these fucked up laws. And so that's why they have these immunities where they get paid leave of my money. These are tax dollars. This is, I'm paying these people to get paid leave to murder black people. Yeah. And so they, they, they get to go back on the force or they get hired by another force. Yeah. And so see, we don't have that over here. We, we don't oh, have the unions. No, no, we don't like vote people onto the police and stuff. Oh yeah, no, we should like the thing is that's honey. It works a lot better over there, doesn't it? I heard like I don't think yeah. you guys have a lot of shootings or murders of black people. <laughs> it's definitely nowhere near as high as America. Yeah, America yeah. is like it's literally it's still the land of slavery over here. They think they're mm. still lynching black people and catching runaway slaves. That's literally how they treat black people. Like they're catching runaway slaves and putting them back where they belong in jail, yeah. even if they didn't do anything. So even though you were saying about. Um, people voting for like in their local elections and things is there anything else that like we can do obviously uh, i've seen the petitions about um defunding the police and things absolutely i think we should absolutely defund the police because people have to stop asking that question of why defund the police i'm like honey how much danger are you in girl like i walk to the <laughs> store every day now i walk to the store every day and i think people are i think people are good i think people are overall good and have the same dreams and hopes in life. And people who are radicals are probably have a mental illness or something that needs to be addressed. And they should be able to get help for that through maybe a government aided program that we can start funding instead of the police. Right. And so, and the other thing is we've been defunding education for years, just two days ago, a whole district, this is a whole district, a whole school district. This is many schools in Massachusetts just um, cut the PE physical education program, the arts program and the music program. Which means it's just a school of math, science, and reading, which is the most horrible shit I've ever heard in my life. Fucking like torture. Imagine a life. Yeah, exactly. Imagine a life without art, honey. Like no haircuts, no makeup, no uh, no fashion, fashion. no Netflix, (laughs) no movies, no no um, physical education, honey. No CrossFit, no no, podcasts, no blogs. (laughs) No man. Yes, no, no, none of it. None of it, honey. And so when they cut these programs, they're sending a message that those things aren't important because those things make people think. And so they're trying to make robots. They're trying to make people who are just going to pay bills, go to work and die. And that is not what people are here for. We are here to get higher learning, be understanding, spread love. The whole world runs on love. We need to start really running on love and just sh- uh, spreading the love. Someone asked me, what my favorite thing about being LGBT was. And I said, because this whole community, even though we have our own problems inside the community, we're all here for love. Like when pride comes around, it's so fucking inclusive. Yeah. Everyone is in the streets and just spreading love. It's it's a love parade versus 
you know, like a clan member march where it's just all about hate. Like you guys are just agreeing on things you hate. We're all so full of love that we're in the streets naked and drinking (laughs) all all weekend. And so I don't like, and uh, the other thing I really love about us is that um, we make cities absolutely beautiful. The best and brightest of queer people come from all of these bumfuck towns and move to the real cities and they moved to LA, Miami, New York, um, London. Hello. Hello. And honey, honey, and check, check where the hearts of those cities are. And they're going to be in the gay neighborhoods because that's where the pulse is. We make everything beautiful. We have the best shops, the best restaurants, and you feel the safest there, no matter who you are. Yes. Yes. That's such a good point about safe day. Like, yeah. No I, feel, I've are, never, feel I only feel there. safe in gay neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, it goes for like outside the community as well. Like you're never really having that much trouble if you're in a fucking gay a neighborhood. Exactly. No, think of all the because that's what happens when a neighborhood goes gay. Who moves in? People with families. It's the straight. It's the straight cis hetero people or whatever um, that uh, come in with their new baby because they know that they're going to be safe there. You always see them with a stroller, and <laughs> you're like, "Welcome to the neighborhood, girl." Like, "Hey, girl." But you always see them with their stroller. But you, I always see that. That's who moves in. And so they know that they're safe there. And so we make we make these neighborhoods good. And then they run us out because then all the straight cis people um, start buying the place up and realizing it's great real estate. And then we have to move to a new neighborhood. And then we fix that neighborhood too. And yeah. so it's, it's literally where the pulse of the city is and literally where everything beautiful starts. And it starts with queers. And we're just running around like putting out all the fucking heterosexual fires. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because we have our own fires, but like they're nothing near what happens in the straight world. That's very true. And so say with things like like Donald Trump, would you, mm, mm-hmm. would, would you say like Trump supporters are racist and like transphobic? Like, are, uh, they, are they one in the same? Obviously, I know it's not necessarily that simple, but... Yeah, here's the thing. Trump supporters, it's not that they're racist. It's just it's just they've pretty much deemed that racism isn't a deal breaker. Yes. Okay. Because he has... Yeah, he has said nothing but racist rhetoric since he got into the White House. He's been calling Klan members and white nationalists good people. Literally, what his words are, good people, for years, where he calls peaceful protesters thugs. We are literally in the streets singing, dancing, just wanting justice for a fallen person and that didn't do anything, by the way, an innocent fallen person. Um, And he calls us thugs and throws tear gas, gets tear gas thrown at us Mm. and allows police to detain people for a long time. Like, it doesn't make sense. We shouldn't be detained for peaceful protest. Go on. Even over here, um, I went to the march on Sunday and I was there, like, all day, didn't see a single bit of, like, violence, anything like that. First thing you see on the news the next day, oh, somebody threw something at a horse. And I'm like, but you're talking about what, f- however many small minority of people out of this big group of people and just whittling, Honey, whittling it down to that. Yeah, what what pisses me off is you can, you can turn a whole 20,000 person peaceful protest into two bad people Mm. and you can't turn a whole police force into two bad cops. Yeah. Like why are there, why is it because there's mostly bad cops, honey? Cause that's what it sounds like. (laughs) Just saying. So true. You can't, yeah, you can't, you cannot have double standards, especially not now because we have 
video proof, and we have education online, honey. We all have Google. We all have the information in our hands. So, uh, I don't know. Selective ignorance is not really a thing anymore. That's why we live in the age of cancel culture because everyone's going to hold you accountable for all the bullshit you said and did. And so like these old people that are running the media have no idea how young people work because we don't roll like that, bitch. We saw the proof. Girl, bye. <laughs> Girl, fucking yeah, bye. Like, you're not Yo- fooling anybody. We were there. Yeah, like you cannot manipulate us like you did our parents' generation. We have computers in our hands that we never leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so regarding the Trump racism thing, what do you think? You're saying like they're not racist. Uh, yeah, no, they're absolutely racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... It's, yeah, I was going to say, but, but they're but complicit, the, so they're racist. <laughs> honey, if you the silence is the language of the oppressor. Yes. And so when, yeah, when you're silent on issues and when you say all lives matter, honey, all lives matter and, and all lives can't matter until black lives matter. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. And it's all lives matter. So yeah, black lives are all lives. Yeah, because here's here's my favorite response to all lives matter people. I'm like, what about gay lives? They get kind of quiet. And then, and then I go, what about trans lives? And then they're very quiet. And then I'm like, okay, so black lives don't matter to you because we are also black people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's intersectional, bitch. Like all lives matter would be intersectional. So you really can't do that, ho. Yeah. You can't do that, ho. And you said all, and that's us. That's all of us. So, girl, in, in black lives wouldn't matter to you if all lives did matter to you. And it's um, it's a bit like um, that status that that boy did. Oh, I forget his name, but it was literally a couple of days ago. That actor that came out with his boyfriend, um, mm-hmm. and he was saying how um, how like you kind of have to give the gays the talk to be like, listen, there is no Pride Month without Black Lives Matter. Like you know that, yeah. And then it's like the same way that people are saying to black black straight men, like, oh, you know, black trans women are part of Black Lives Matter. Yeah, no, because some people really aren't getting that it's intersectional. And we need to, um, they expect us to ride in the streets with them. And I do. I absolutely, like, I absolutely went to a protest on Thursday and it was beautiful. They were reading poetry, everyone was dancing. But they didn't read one trans person's name like that was lost by police brutality. And there was Tony McDade, and I think there's another one and another one. But uh, mostly black trans women are killed by, you know, randoms or people they were dating or just terrible people. But um, so police brutality isn't really the focus there. But Tony McDade literally died last week of police brutality as a trans man, a black trans man, and was shot by the police, shot down by the police and murdered. And he was, he was, I think he was unarmed, <laughs> of course. They always Obviously, are. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so it's just, they didn't even say his name. And I, it hurt to know that we don't matter, even on a grand scale of a movement like this. Mm. I thought, wow, you can't even just say his name. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, it's just a name saying they're like, like, we're, they just want to acknowledge trans people. I think that sucks. Yeah. And the thing is, these people that are reporting on it and stuff, they've all been in the business long, long enough to know that just saying somebody's name in something like this is a mark of respect. Yeah, it's just some respect. It's a mark of respect. It takes you no it takes you no effort and no seconds of your life just to say someone's name. And so obviously you've come up a lot through you mentioned earlier that you was on Strut, which I loved. <laughs> it came on the TV. Yes, I, was thank like, you. I was like, oh my God, I was like, I know her girl. <laughs> yes, I know, because I met you before that. Yes. Yeah, yes. I met you before that. I met you at a pool party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, so what about like uh, racism in fashion and in the fashion industry? Oh my goodness. So racism in the fashion industry is so prevalent. Just look at any runway every season. Okay, think of the world in a vacuum. Okay, like let's say, count how many Black people there are, how many white people there are, how many Asians there are. Is there proper representation of those people on the runway? And the answer is fuck no. <laughs> like not even close. It is 40 white girls to every two Black girls and one Asian and or or vice versa, every two Asians and one black girl, it's always like that. Or no black girls. They're full on runways, but don't, they have no black girls half the time. And I'm like, this doesn't reflect any reality that I know. Yeah. Because I never look in the mirror and I'm not a black girl, you know? <laughs> and so it's there's absolutely no diversity in, in the runway. And it's really bullshit because that's that's who starts the trends and that's who is deeming what is beautiful this next season. And if black is never beautiful they're literally sending a message that white is supreme and that's white supremacy. Yes. So, and what about uh, behind the runway in the fashion industry? Like, do, do you think there's racism embedded in, you know, the design houses? Oh, honey, I, I, I won't even go, I won't even take it to the design houses yet. The racism is in the modeling agencies. Do you know how many modeling agencies I've been a part of and I've heard I have heard behind the scenes talks about, um, oh, she's too black or, oh God, no black girls, no black girls. They don't want any black girls. And they don't, they don't fight anyone on it. They're not fighting the casting director on it because it's, it's the casting directors who are really making these decisions because the design house will tell them what the feel is and what they want for the show. And that can be inclusive for everyone. It can yeah. be inclusive for everyone. Even if you have, like, it's a show full of vampires. They can be black vampires. It's a make-believe thing. It's not a real thing. It doesn't exist. You can literally make it whatever fucking color you want. Yeah. And so, so like, it's it's all about your imagination and how far you're willing to go to be more representative of what the world actually looks like. Because it's just, it reminds me of, like, those shows on TV where they're, they'll be in New York and it's just all white people, as far as the eye can see, for six episodes. I'm like, what New York are they in? <laughs> like, where are they? <laughs> and so I think the same thing when I see these runways and they're just like, oh, this, this beautiful fantasy brought to you by Calvin Klein. And I'll call them out, Calvin Klein, Victoria Beckham, like, a lot of them do not put black people on their runways. In a, in, when, and here's the funny thing, when they do... Um, it's usually like a Nubian princess looking girl and that's great. She's beautiful. Like I love dark, like the darker the skin. Oh my God, the better the skin. No lies. No lies detected. Uh, poreless. No, but because, oh my God, because I just get so uh, rashy. Jesus. Everything makes me turn color from temperature change to just, you know, being allergic to makeup. And so, um, but the point I'm making is there's no diversity of black people on the runway because I don't see myself on the runway. And then they tell me I'm not black enough. And an agency I had before, I won't say their name, but they had me on, they had a bunch, they had the, all the girls were grouped by color basically on the wall so that they could easier, p easily pick girls that were needed for certain campaigns. Because certain campaigns would ask for like a racially ambiguous uh, brown haired girl. And so... Uh, I'd fall under that category, but not if they weren't doing trans this season. And they'd tell me that every season and every season I waited for my season and I never got it. Mm. You know, so people say, oh, I haven't seen you on a Gucci runway or I haven't seen you on, you know, a Prada runway. I'm like, honey, you were never going to see me on a Prada or Gucci runway because they were never going to let some black trans girl walk that show. <laughs> I'm, because, sure, I'm sure the time will come. Yeah. 
I, you know, I hope so. I, I don't know if it'll be for me. I am 33 years old. Like I'm kind of like, ugh, like you people make me sick. But if times change, you know, maybe I'll, I'll make a harder push. But uh, <laughs> like maybe, maybe I'll go back. But um, well, listen, right now I'm trying to conquer Hollywood. Huh? I think even just after this year, next year, Black Pride is probably going to have more sponsors than just normal Pride. Oh my God. Right. Like it's going to be, it's going to be really, it's going to be really something. It's going to be really, really something. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the changes that are going to come from this because this is a global change and it's going to make a huge difference. And so, yeah, I think fashion, they hold a big responsibility in upholding white supremacy because they've been telling all these black girls that they don't matter in fashion. Mm. And so like, why, why couldn't you hire a spectrum of black girls? You could have had a literal spectrum of black girls. I know people on in the like that run the entire gamut of the color spectrum of skin tones that are black people. And so to not have but one black girl on the runway and represent all of us is bullshit. Well then that's what that's where I think it just comes down to the greed of wanting the money because they're looking at their large consumer base, which has like systemic roots of racism and knowing that they're probably not going to make as much money. The thing is, the thing is, that's the big problem in Hollywood too, is that they think that black dollars don't matter or that we don't spend money. And we love to buy frivolous things. We love fashion. We love all types of stuff. Okay. And it's, that's a stereotype, but it's fucking true. I will go out of my way to, at least for me, (laughs) I will go out of my way for me and my family. We go out of our way to get some just designer stuff that just like fits our aesthetic. And so, our dollars matter too. So I shouldn't be seeing any, like just white blonde girls from the Czech Republic representing this brand that I buy all the time. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. And so my dollars do matter. And then they say the same thing in Hollywood. They try not to fund black movies. Every single black movie in Hollywood has to be a runaway blockbuster hit. Otherwise they don't fund other black movies. You know, like we got, like, look at Get Out, look at uh, Moonlight, look at, um, us look at uh the highest grossing marvel movie was black panther up until the avengers 2 came out and that's because black dollars do matter and we we aren't watching these movies alone we are not the only ones making money for these movies white people are going to see these movies too because white (laughs) people are bored of white narratives as well they're bored (laughs) no and and they'll tell you like i have white friends who are like bitch i don't want to see that fucking shit like starring sarah jessica parker in new york as a Runaway Bride again. Who cares? We've seen that story a thousand times. We really have. They want to see. Yeah, they, they, we've seen it. We've all seen it. We've seen it starring and it's, uh, her. We've seen it. Sorry? Uh, and just even just to not have like a diverse cast, it doesn't represent white people's lives either because we don't all just have white friends. Our, our friends come from everywhere. Yeah, I like I can comfortably say because I'm a black trans woman, I don't know any white people that don't have a black friend because I'm their friend. (laughs) You know, I'm like, so when you when you show me these groups of white people, it's all white. I'm like, where am I? (laughs) I'm like, where is yeah, where is Calvin? Where's like, where's Kyle? Like, where's where are the people of color in this that I see all the time in our circles at our parties in like, you know. In our bathhouses. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> I had to take it somewhere gross. I had to, I had to, I had to. Yeah, it's not gross. So no shame. No shame. Work it out, bitch. <laughs> no, no, work it the fuck out, y'all. Anyway, so sex positivity. Yay. Anyway, um, no, but it's, it's true. It's such a diverse cast of players in this thing called life. And we're all just trying to get through it. Thank you, Prince. You know, like we're all just trying to get through it. And so we all deserve representation. 
and not to be, you know, left out of a conversation we're often a part of in real life. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Okay, it starts yeah. with casting directors as well. They have to be more responsible and it starts in writing rooms in Hollywood. They need to start being more diverse. It can't be just a bunch of cis hetero men, um, cis hetero white men in these rooms writing stories for all of us to take in because then there's, they're not good stories. They're not well-rounded. They all have very similar upbringings, very similar experiences every day. They never experience any kind of oppression. Yeah. So how the hell are you going to tell a story about oppression? Like, please don't tell black stories. Yeah. Sorry? But I always think that, though, with regards to, like, whoever wrote the story and stuff, it should be, they should have more involvement because it's their story. Yeah. Like, and if you and if you want to write a story, I think everyone has the right to be creative. If you want to write a story about a trans woman of colour, bitch, you should have nine trans women of colour in the writer's room as writers. Yeah. You need to hire them. You need to pay them. You need to give them real jobs and have them have real movie credits under their name. This and is... you're going <laughs> yeah, so... to have a great movie. But go on. This is what I was uh, looking for. Your solution. You give the critique, and then you give the solution. Just like yes, <laughs> just like the Instagram yes. trials. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Right though, like I practice what I preach. Yes. I practice what I preach. I'm yes. Like this is what you need to do. Like let me just lay out a map for you. Like okay, so <laughs> I like so I had a meeting with a very big studio, very big studio. Um, I won't say who because I need them to hire me. But they said, I said, oh my God, I said, my dream role is to play a villain. Like, I would love to play a villain because they wanted, they asked me, like, what would I like to be? And, uh, like, you know, like, who who do I see myself as? I said, I see myself as like a villain. And they're like, mm, it's really difficult because, you know, you're, you know, of color and trans. And so to cast you as a villain is going to shed a bad light on your people. I said, they, I said, honey, the counterpart to that is just have other trans people in the movie. I don't have to be the only one in a cast of 300. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why am I the only one? Like, how about you could have a trans person, like, selling bread on the corner over there? I don't care. Like, just so long as you have another trans person having a positive image, I can be a negative image of trans people. They're not all nice people. I can be a jerk. Okay? So, please, make me into a fucking villain. I would love to be a villain on TV. And even that is part of of, uh, equality, is being able to paint people in a bad light as well and let them have the opportunity at those roles. Exactly, exactly. And just we like I've said this to um many people in interviews. I'm like, I don't I I was like, I don't need to be the lead in everything. Like I can literally be the girl who sells popcorn at the movies, just so long as I'm getting a paycheck and a credit in this fucking movie. You know, like I just want to act, I want to work. Like I'm here to work. And so when you when you're like, mm, oh, it's all just, you know, straight cis like it's all just cis hetero people in these roles, it's like, well, what the fuck am I doing here? Like yeah. there's no representation anywhere for people like me and I've seen trans people work at gas stations. I know trans registered nurses. I know trans, like just about everything. I know a trans lawyer. You know what I mean? I'm like, we do every job. Why aren't we filling these positions in movies? Why do you keep pretending like we don't exist? Mm. Stop pretending we don't exist. We're literally around all the time. And it doesn't have to be a story that's trans-centric. They can just be a background fucking character. Maybe a fucking extra. (laughs) No, but like you want the the main part. Come on, I know you go. (laughs) I want the main part because I have a fucking personality and an audience. Okay, you're going to give me the part. Give me that fucking part. I have been starving myself since I was 17 years old. You better give me that goddamn part with my midriff out. <laughs> and that's on what? <laughs> that's on period. <laughs> <Bitch>. <laughs> give me that fucking lead role. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, right. So, well, just before we um, round off the episode in that, I wondered if you could talk us through a little bit about microaggressions and 
you know, what they are, how how can, um, like, avoiding using them help combat racism? And, you know, like, what are the worst ones? All right. So let's talk about microaggressions. They come from a place of superiority because it's it's another kind of critique or comment. And when I when I was growing up, my mom always taught them that they were taught me that they were backhanded compliments. And so it sounds like a compliment, but you should really be wary of this person because they're telling you what they really think about you. And so when you say, Oh my God, you're so pretty for a black girl, bitch, she's actually just pretty. Yeah. Because you just deemed her whole race ugly. I mean, I would, like, or that she, I, yeah, you just I wouldn't even whole think race. that was like a fucking backhanded compliment. Who would say that? Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I've heard it many times. They're like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're trans. Are you sure you're trans? I'm like, honey, that is a microaggression yeah. because you just said that every trans person looks like a man in a dress, which some want to. Okay. And so like you're policing what trans people are even supposed to look like. I look like this because once upon a time it was how to stay safe. So I don't know how I would look had I had the freedoms that kids have now. Like maybe I look a little more non-binary. Maybe I have a shaved head and some fucking piercings. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'd have been super free and not afraid. But I look like this out of fear. Like I, it was fear that I just wouldn't get home safely and that would kill my mom. That's you know. So I was always thinking about her and thinking about people that cared about me. So I knew I had to pass. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say. It's almost like a cycle because they've inflicted this fear whereby you feel like you have to already conform to look a certain way just to feel safe. But then they're turning it around and saying, oh, well, you look good for a trans girl as if to say trans women are supposed to look like women anyway. Exactly. Like you better look like that or your safety's at, at risk is what they're kind of saying. Yeah. Like, oh, you look good. Good for you for passing and being able to go to a gas station unscathed. Okay, girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, girl. Like it's a really harsh thing to say because I would never say that to someone. Like if I like their hair, like, oh, you've got great hair for a white person. Like, girl, or she just has great hair. <laughs> like yeah. you could just say she has great hair. Like or, it's just these backhanded compliments where you talk down to people. And... um it makes you think that you're superior and you're right when none of us are right. These are all opinions. They're learned opinions, some of them, but I mean, a lot of us are conditioned to think the way we do from media and what our parents told us. And our parents are more than more often than not wrong because they grew up in these horrible backwards times where there was apartheid and segregation and all this bullshit. And these people are still in charge. They're still in the Senate. They're still voting. Mm -hmm. And they're still racist, guys. Like, that's what we have to really bring up. They're still racist. And that's why they're still making these rules. Like, you need to look at your mayor. You need to look at your governor. You need to look at your prime minister. You need to look at your president. You need to look at all these people in charge. You need to look at your police chief. You need to look at your landlord. If all these people are white, that is the definition of white supremacy. Because they have been reigning supreme in every place where they make the rules. I'm nodding, sorry. <laughs> oh, bitch. No, yeah, no, that was, I thought it was a moment of silence for truth, bitch. <laughs> it was, though. I was like, I was like yes, yeah, truth, it's, bitch. It's stuff people do not think about. People do not think about. So when all your casting directors are white and they're only casting white girls, guess what they're, guess what they're doing? White supremacy. It's a whole system. It's systemic. That's why it's systemic, because it's a whole system built in to make us feel like we're less. When we have the same intelligence, we have the same bodies how come we can all trade uh we can exchange organs and uh, organs and uh have blood transfusions with each other which means we're probably just one race right we're yeah. a human race human and race. we're divided by color to yeah to in to invoke classism yeah i just think as well <laughs> would people be turning away blood if it was from a different race and they needed it 
Exactly. And you wouldn't, the fact is you wouldn't, if you needed a heart transplant, you found out it was an Asian heart, bitch, you are taking that Asian heart. Yeah. I bet you are. Yeah. I'd be like, wow, I'm part Asian. That's how I would be talking. I'd be like, what's up, y'all? <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to start speaking in some crazy dialect. I'm, I'm not a racist, but I'd be like, yo, like part of me is Asian. I really appreciate that. <laughs> like it's. Yeah, like I mean, you might do it like a couple times. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe it's a joke. Yeah, maybe it's a joke. Just to just to lighten the mood that I got a heart transplant and I almost died on an operating table. <laughs> yeah, and even then, I'm yeah. sure you would do it to an Asian person that you knew would laugh at it. Then <laughs> yeah. exactly, someone who wanted to hear that from me. <laughs> Absolutely not, not someone, not someone you don't fucking know. People and so context, people context. Don't forget context because I do use the word tranny, but I use it with my other trannies and my gays. I do not use it around straight people. Because they will abuse it. Yeah. So that's that's what context is, everyone. Yeah. Well, Dan, and so uh, we, me and Danny always have that problem because obviously I've been saying it for years just from being a guy and Danny being trans. Uh, Danny's the co-host. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. She, she's, she, yeah, people get, she people says get it as well, but people get angry at her. Yeah. People get up in arms about it because the Gen Z, sorry, kids, but you guys get so sensitive and they try to, I call it transplaining. You try to transplain to me. Uh, what to say to myself in the privacy of me and my friends um, after I opened the door for you to even be here. Not to be a bitch, but you're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I have been open, like I've been doing this for fucking 15 years, you know, just putting myself out there and being openly trans and getting really like just abused for it verbally. I've been attacked online. I've gotten death threats. Uh, I've been followed home. All types of stuff has happened to me that I don't really complain about because I was used to it. I was fucking used to it. And I'm not saying they should get used to it. I'm saying, girl, I'm allowed to call myself whatever I want. And that was a term of endearment when I was growing up. Like when I was, uh, when I had my trans mothers, you know, which were these uh, drag queens in Miami who were also trans, um, they would, they would show me the ropes and they would be like, hey, tranny. I'm like, what's up, tranny? Like, love you, tranny. Like things like that. Like it was a term of endearment. And so when they turned it into this huge insult that we're not supposed to say like the N-word, I was like, girl, bye. <laughs> I'm like, girl. I was going to say, it just works in the same way as if like, if you're part of that group, then you're you're allowed to say it. Yeah, like it's, yeah. And, and it's about context. Like, did you mean it in a harmful way? No. Um, and did you say it to straight cis people? Like, you know, like cis hetero people? Uh, just like, no, like, because I don't, I don't say it around them because I don't want them using our language against us. Like, well, you said it. Like, no, 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 no. I said it to people who understood what it meant. Yeah, exactly. You know, like when I said that. Yeah, like you're not really part of the group. You're part of like that hate group that is straight people. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically a hate group. <laughs> like, let's be honest. They be hating everybody. <laughs> well, I feel like most people hate something about other people most straight know, people it, takes, it takes so much effort to hate and i just don't have the time and um i don't want to get wrinkles well, so i don't i don't have the time hmm? well one thing that i read said that um it was like an astrology thing and it had said um like people who are happy don't inflict hate on other people because they like they physically can't like if you're happy it goes completely against like your spiritual grain to make somebody else unhappy and it's so uh, true yeah i didn't even know that like that's that actually just goes with where they say like hurt people hurt people yes and so yeah, yeah when you're unhappy and you're miserable you're going to go out of your way to make someone else miserable too especially if they look happy 
Yeah. And so when I'm living my best life, that's when I get the most attacks, like online. I'm like, oh my God, I feel so good about this and feel good about myself and life is worth living and I'm a black trans woman and things could be worse, so I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. And that's when the hate that's comes from rolling through. They're yeah. just like, they're like, you're a man, you're disgusting. I'm like, well, you're half right, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, but... No, but, but in, 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 and I'll joke, I'm joking, but, um, but, but in all seriousness, um, but I mean, like, why you didn't have to say anything? Who cares? Like, you think I'm going to go and detransition because you called me a man? Eat shit. <laughs> like, go to hell. <laughs> yeah, what you do you I mean? think like, you're achieving? <laughs> yeah. What do you, yeah. What are you achieving? Like, you're a man. I'm like, I, I already like, okay, you're kind. You're a little right. You're not really right. <laughs> They're like, um, you're a man. And you're like, yeah, you're unhappy. Yeah, you're unhappy. Thank you. That's a good one. Yeah, I'll start saying that. Like, you're unhappy because I am just fine. I have a beautiful apartment with beautiful friends and a loving support system. And I love the job I have when I have it. Right now, I don't have it. But, you know, st- things will start up right away soon. Anyway, I yes. hope. But um, then we can get back to business and I can start shooting more campaigns. But, but you know, like I love my life. You know, I do love my life. And that's why I don't like miserable people. I'll never understand. You need to go do the work to love your life because it didn't start like this. You know, like we had to go and make ourselves happy. We had to, that's why I love the queer community because we create these spaces to be happy because we were born into a world that told us we weren't welcome. I love this. So uh, with regards to say people who are maybe not as happy, I feel like you're just a fountain of knowledge, bitch. Give it to me. Oh, thank you. (laughs) What can, like, what you say, like, uh, we have to work for it. What are some examples? The thing is, you have to look inside yourself and you should read some books. Like, okay, so Man's Search for Meaning by Frederick Nietzsche was really, really good. Or is it by Victor E. Frankel? Fuck. I can't remember. But read some Nietzsche and then also read Victor E. Frankel. They're all good. Um, they, they're like, they're kind of like self-help books because they'll teach you the way that life is supposed to be lived. And they're kind of showing you that with, in any adversity, you can do it. Like it's, it's okay. And the world isn't an ugly place. You're making it an ugly place because you are what you contribute. And so when I make, when I'm being beautiful and I'm helping my friends be beautiful, and I don't mean like externally, I mean like, I, you know, lifting them up not being jealous or petty and just being, you know, the person that I wish would have been like, so I would have had, you know, I wish I could have had a friend like me when I was growing up, but I didn't have a lot of friends because I was this really queer femme kid. And so, um, growing up, like, I just know how I don't like being treated. So I would never treat anyone like that. It's just not very nice. Like I don't believe people online. I don't, and everyone can fact check this. You can go and check my fucking tweets, bitch. I don't believe people online because why? <laughs> why would I take the no? Why would I take the time out of my day to insult someone? Um, oh, except for this one senator who's voting against gay rights and hires gay hookers. I did bully him, so fuck him. <laughs> anyway, no, he needs to be he needs to be knocked down a few pegs. Because, Lady bitch, Jay, he's hiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a hiring. Yeah, he's hiring male escorts, and they're all coming out after him because he's trying to pass these anti-gay bills. And we're like, girl, you gay. <laughs> so we are allowed to bully him. Yes, we are. Because he's trying to ruin our lives. And so um, as a collective, wait, meanwhile, he's one of us. How dare he? <laughs> and so so there are exceptions to the rule, let's be honest. But but I will say I don't do things like that because I know how it feels. And I, I would just advise you to 
you know, read some self-help books, look inside yourself and find out why you're not happy. And then you're the one who has to fix it. No one is going to fix why you're not happy. Yeah. You have to fix it. Whether it be to move away from that shit town you're in or quit that job you're in or leave that person you have a hard time just breaking up with, you've got to go make yourself happy. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable forever and being so angry at people that are happy because, girl, we are happy. We're here. We're queer and get used to it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I loved it. That was such a good point to end on. It was like Thank a, you. It was Thank like you. a fucking like Annalise Keaton speech. Oh. <laughs> You, I'm getting away with murder over here. <laughs> no, that's the American police. Oh my God, you're right. How to get away with murder. Become a cop. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, it's so true. Like we, By the way, everyone, we know that's not funny, but bitch, <laughs> shit's, going, shit's going down. We're making light of a shitty situation that will get better. This situation will get better. We're about to get a lot of rights and they're about to be, there's about to be a lot more diversity and inclusion everywhere in the whole world. Yeah. There is. Um, but I want to say thank you for coming on to speak to me about Black Lives Matter and a bit about Pride and everything. It was so lovely catching up with yeah. you again. <laughs> thank you. No, this was lovely. It's it's just like we're, it's a, hey, it's like we're back at the pool, honey. We're back at the pool, back at the pool. <laughs> yeah, two, two queers having a conversation about life and yes. what it means. Well, listen, like I told you, keep doing your little Instagram videos because just your little bursts of personality, they're what I'm here for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where i'm like defund the police <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's fine you'll make it funny regardless anyway <laughs> oh, thank you thank you so much okay and it was so good to catch up with you i can't wait to visit london one day oh my god obviously let well, me know when you're here visit again yeah <laughs> so i'll just quickly say thank you to our patrons slash members uh bearing in mind i'm not using patreon anymore but I'm offering similar benefits. So, and that is available through the Cocktails and Cock Talk membership area on the website. Um, and yeah, this week our supporters are Brad Irwin, Tom Shawness, Brian Williams, Cody Rindle, Rich Waldman, Callum Watson, Paul Harkin, and the producers are Evan Ide and Stephen Taylor. So thank you guys very much. A little bit of uh, canned applause there. <laughs> and guys, thanks for listening. If you want to follow us on socials, uh, collectively, we are at Cocktails Confessions. I'm at Jalay Slays and Arise. Uh, I'm at Aristocrat on all platforms. On all platforms. Is that on, on, on OnlyFans as well? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no, but I am. But I, my merch is on dragqueenmerch.com. Type Arise Wanzer and buy you a mug, girl. Get yourself a <laughs> mug, bitch. Yes, shipping is worldwide. <laughs> oh my god! And then sip the tea while you listen to this yes, episode. Yes, sip the tea at the Aris mug, honey. <laughs>